0: This taita Mim <clears throat> from Nachman, explains a very <clears throat> important thing, how to hold on to contain, you know, things that you learn. Sometimes we learn, we get uplifted, we have a profound uh, feeling, understanding. Sometimes it just, we lose it. We don't find it, we don't hold on to it. So in this trailer, he explains something which also is explained in many, many chassidish eswarim, not just of Nachman, and and Tanya speaks about it too. So let's start. I want to read it in English. I want you to read It's very important. A person, he says, must guard his memory zealously so does not fall into forgetfulness. You know, there's a concept which is very important. Opposite in the secular world, a person could make sure not to forget. It's a fact, you know. There are, of course, certain forgetfulness that it's it's you know it's inhuman. But sometimes people, I always tell people, important things you don't forget. They'll be very important. And the proof is that you know you might forget a cheap pen, The expensive pen. You usually don't forget. You know, a, a lady might lose an inexpensive earring. But if it's a diamond ring, you hear sometimes that could happen, but it's rare. The more expensive, the more it means to you. So it's possible that a person should guard his memory. The concept of guarding a memory, to work on your memory, that is such a such a Rasha learned in Besakta's Tanis that in part of the first Brotha of Atukhine the Odom Das. Means that you that you have das is also to have a good memory. We daven to have a good memory. R' Nachman is saying over here, a person should guard continuously his memory, not to be forgetfulness. He says, in other words, he says so that he will always be mindful of the world to come and never forget it. Mainly, what he says over here, that he should always remember there's another world. See, what holds on a person to his spirituality is when you continuously remember this is not the place. There's another world which we will, one day, expire from this world and go to the next world. And not just, even now, living in this world, where we do something, we we, it goes to the next world. When you say, and you say, a and you learn something, it has an effect not only here, it has an effect on another world. In other words, not to forget there is another world, meaning not just another world living now, but also in another world, you know, now, now there's a higher level of, of the world and there's also the world and we will pass this world, there's a higher world. The person thinks about it continuously, he lives a much different life. Because you, you're more goal orientated. You know, Say to young people, if you if you if you go to college and you know what you want to accomplish, you'll accomplish it much easier if you are just going, because I'm going to school. I mean, so a person realizes I have to accomplish. There's a Pasik, in which we sing in Eishes It says like this: Ois It's a song that uh, I think even the Svarim sing Friday night Eishes so means strength and is a clothing, but the last day of your life you'll be happy. Very few people are very happy the day they pass away. And Shloyum Melech says that a person could be happy in the day he passes away. So Rashi explains very simple, he says, when a person in his life continuously thinks I need to accomplish in this world. Let me not waste my time. Now, we're not angels. We do waste our time. We do make mistakes. But you are focused. Not what you want from this world? The last day of your life, you will be happy. It's a frightening thing. But that's what it says in vahod Mishnah. You use your clothing. You clothe yourself as long as you live. So in the end, you could say, well, I had a good life, I, I accomplished, I, raised, I made a family and I, I did the best that I can. You could leave this world, but if that comes to remember there's another world. Because we forget ourselves. We get so caught up in the mundane things, thinking that we're going to live here forever. Most of us never think that we're ever going to die. The only certain people die. We're not going to die. Not only are we are not going to die, we're not going to become old. Only certain people get very old. If you're 30 years old, for another 30 years, you'll be 30 years old. And if you're 50, another 50 years, you'll be 50. Doesn't dawn that one day you'll be lucky and you're gonna walk with a cane and you'll, you know, you'll have white, totally white and, and old. Doesn't even dawn. That's the it's a harder part of, the, of what we have to deal with. A person should continuously remember have a memory, I am here temporarily. So, you know what? It helps. It helps enormously the, the, the difficulties of life. Life has many challenges. Every person, Menachem is going to say in this story, has different challenges, goes on a different road. There is never two people have the same road, not even a married couple. One one is looks at it this way. One uh, a lady looks at it this way. A man looks at it this way. Different experiences, different pain, different. But every person, as they, if they know, they're only traveling through this world. Just to explain this in a in a, in a profound way. Uh, the Chovetz Chaim. Someone came to visit the Chovetz Chaim, and he had a very very simple home. Some broken chairs a very simple and. Uh, the godler came in, he thought there's another room. And oh, no, no, so this, this is, this is it. So it was like wandering, and he oh, understood what he's that is. He looks at broken chairs and this is what you live in. And he says, Don't you realize I'm on a trip? That's what well, I mean I'm on a trip. He says, people go in a, a wagon for days. And it's okay, it's only on the trip. I'd say people take an RV and, and you know, rent it for a week or two, the summer going with the family. Tell your wife we're gonna move into an RV. She's gonna explode. Uh-huh. But if for five weeks and for six weeks, you're going touring. Then that's perfect. If you know it's if you know it's only temporarily, you can tolerate anything. You can tolerate. The problem is if you tell a person this is your house, even one hour she won't tolerate it. Tell her this is it. This is your house. Forget it. Even five minutes won't be enough oh I live in a mansion but we're going touring and we're going up the coast and we're gonna have a... then everything becomes tolerable when a person realizes that his life is a traveling and there's an end life difficulties becomes much easier to tolerate. So if you think this is all what it is, like like the, the RV, if you think this is my house forever you can't tolerate for a minute that if you know it's just temporarily, it becomes tolerable. So the person knowing that this is with traveling through life helps a person incredible to tolerate and more so to grow spiritually. Because you think about it, look, I'm traveling through life and there's gonna be an end. I don't wanna look back and be uh, you know, embarrassed of my life. One of my children once told me that the teacher asked them a very good question. She was very young and I uh, liked the question. The teacher asked them to think, what do you want to be written on your tombstone you know, uh, on, on the mitsaver? What do you want to be written on the Mitsaver? You want to be written in midsaver that you had a, a mansion or you with good deeds, you know got young young children to think what do you want the end of your life to, they should say about you? that you know that you ate steak every day or uh, you know you, you watched the Super Bowl, this is this is like you know what exactly? Do you want an end that you should look back for yourself and say, you know, I lived a good life. It helps always when a person thinks and realizes there is an end to this life, and I will one day have to give it a, finish the road, and how I'm gonna look back, and I, could I look back and be proud of what happened, what I did. So this is, but what Nachman is saying here, there is, a, the, the Gemara calls it kosher le We forget things. We are forgetful. So it says, if you look in the the English, it goes without saying that all things which include forgetfulness, as enumerated in the Talmud, are also uh, detrimental in disrespect. I think what it says, that if you use the bathroom, you should wash your hands. If you cut your hair, you should wash your hands. If you cut your nails, you should wash your hands. If you're intimate, you should wash your hands. All these things. And the Gemara says, if you don't wash your hands, under you says if you don't wash your hands, it's Kasha LeShikha. You become forgetfulness. That means the Gemara says, interesting. Gemara says, if you are a Talmud chokham you're going to start forgetting things. But if you're not a Talmud chokham you're going to go out of your mind. So this is a famous question. You know, do every person goes out of mind? He didn't wash. I mean, would, uh, many people don't wash. They dime; they don't go out of their mind. Means they don't know how to look at things. And it explains and, and 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 it doesn't know how to how to focus and how to see things in life. Often we exaggerate and we have become extremists. You know, like, you know, you ha- I, I had people telling me, you know, when the, never forget this at 9/11. I had people, responsible people, says the world is coming to an end now. He says, calm down. Just because, you know, two buildings went down, the world is not coming to an end. You never saw war. I mean, you know, the world is not ending now. Sometimes people get sort of carried away. Things to extreme or become, you know, they do things in a, some unimportant thing becomes so important that, that that means also going out of your mind. A silly thing they could stand on and make it so important and they could fight over silly, silly things. It means you're not focused on the whole picture. That means you're not, you don't have the, it's called the Das Schlemer, you don't have a complete picture. And very often we struggle with this. This is a continuous struggle when we have obstacles like how to look at it. But again, the more a person realizes there's an end to the road, you look at it much differently. So you were insulted. So this didn't work out. You know, if you look at life, you know, you know many people, to explain this in a, in a very simple way, too, many people get caught up and they walk around angry what happened who knows how long. I've heard this from people like, you know, I'm a guy I'm on 20 years he's walking around angry. He says, you're wasting your time. You think that person knows you're angry? That person doesn't even remember you. And if you'll ask him, probably denied that he did it to you. So you, you, your energy right now is used. I'm angry. You know, like uh, I'm angry and angry. It takes an enormous amount of, you could be annoyed. You have a right not to forgive them. There's no, anger takes life away. If you Because if you know the end result is that we all are going to die and we'll expire, it doesn't, okay, it happened, it happened. It's unfortunate. You'd rather be annoyed. You have a right not to forgive. You have a right to be. But to walk around angry, it just it, it's a loss of life. So kusha leshikros means yutzamadas means that you don't have a frame to see things in the right frame. You know, sometimes if you are if you're an artist, you know you have to have a frame around your painting. What you're gonna paint. So often in life, we lose the frame what we're doing. And the more you think about, the more you're aware that you're here temporarily, the better you live. It's very, if you want to enjoy life, you listen to your Mother. Your mother says, if you really want to enjoy life, be aware that you're here temporarily. That this is going to, then you'll take advantage of it. Mother says, if you, the ones that don't enjoy life think that they're going to live here forever. And so they indulge and they get upset and you know, okay, I have to forgive. And if you live a forgiveness life, you live much better with yourself, your spouse, your children who are around you. Because when you walk around being angry, your shown bias doesn't work. And your relationship with your children doesn't work. If you, for, if you know that, okay, okay, it's not the end of the world, it's just temporarily. I recently told a parent, having a very difficult time with this teenager, I said to him, do you know that this teenager will be soon become an adult and he's going to leave your home. It's not forever. He says, you know, I didn't think about it. <laughs> he was like so, Charles giving him such a hard time. Like he just, uh, he says, and he's going through his teenage years. It's not, you know, we lose uh, uh, focus. So in, in short, one of the very important things to grow spiritual, Rabbi Nachman says, is to always be aware that we are, there's another world. But two, two things, not only don't we live forever, and then the second part is that whatever you do right now, you're connected to the next world. When you listen to Toyota, when you make a bracha, and when you bench, and you anything you do, everything you do, there is something in the world that you moved. If you did a good deed, it, 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 the mundane thing that you did—you ate breakfast, you drink a coffee—it has an effect on you and, in, and the whole universe and the spiritual world. If you made a bracha; it has the coffee drinking has a much high level. And if you say I'm drinking because I need to exist to do mitzvahs, then the coffee with the sugar has a whole different, whole different elevation because we are not, you know, you know. I always tell people. Uh, to explain this, I always say to, to pay, to tell people a simple motion: that Ban Shalam has angels, worlds, stars beyond our comprehension. But the difference between the angels and us, that is software. You know, the sun shines every day. He has no choice. King said, you know, this morning the sun got up and he was in a bad mood, I don't want to get up this morning. The sun is going to be shining. It's, it, it works on it. It's the way the sun works and it has the way it's explained scientifically. It's going to shine and the world turns on its axis. It's like your software has no free choice. You know, Even though we get annoyed at the computer and, and we say to keep God's mind on his own, but we all know it doesn't. It's, it's, it a, it's programmed. It has its programs it's doing it. All the, and I, I have our program, we have a free will to explain this in a simple way, I've explained this more than once. Im, you know, imagine one of your children put a, put a, a program to your computer, every day at lunch, at the picture of your do- grandchild or your daughter or your son comes in and puts, hi dad or hi Saba. First time it's cute and the second time it's cute. After a while, it's annoying. The first time I got a computer, and someone put me on AOL, you got mail. So the first time it was cute. Afterwards, it was annoying every time you opened up a computer. You know, but if your son or grandchild will call you every day, midday, hi, I just wanted to say hello and hear your voice, no matter how often they'll do it, you're gonna melt. You're not gonna say it's boring, and you know, oh, he's calling me again. Oh, I'm waiting. on oh, why are you smiling? I'm getting a phone call. What are you, what's the phone call? You'll still so see. Just saying hello. I just want to hear your voice. You do it every day because the difference is that person has a free choice, and he called you and acknowledged you and made you feel that you're my dad or made you uh, validated you as a person. That is a great the do We with Hashem is the same. When you make a bracha and you're saying it, you're acknowledging a Hashem, that's the greatest thing that Reboni Shalom has in the next world. Angels can't do it. They're programmed to do what they need to do. We have a free choice. It's always that way. When you have a free choice to say hello to someone, just to call them, how are you doing, it's very moving. Because you chose to do that, to acknowledge the person so this is why what we do in this world has such an incredible effect in the next world because what we do here do here is our free will we could be lazy there are people, there are children, our relationship with people, they'll never call each other you know but if you just call and just say I wanted to hear you your voice you know that makes a powerful relationship so we with Hashem our relationship is we daven and we say brachis. That is that helps so much more when you're weird. There's a boynishleim in the world. And there's a whole world there that's looking down at you. So let's go to the bottom of the page. He says, "Thus, it's proper practice for a Jew." He says, "The first thing in the morning, when he awakens from his sleep, right when he opens his eyes, before he does anything, to at once remind himself of the world to come." You made the first thing, you know, there's a famous gulafter from, of from, many that if you want to change something about yourself, the first thing in the morning if you tell yourself it will help. The the, 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 the Vilna Gun used to say that if you get up in the morning and tell yourself, I'm not gonna speak Loshanara Losh today, you'll see you'll control yourself. The Neul the Melech says, that if you get up in the morning and you tell yourself, I want to be happy today. You're gonna to be happy today. You'll be, in, you know, you'll be much more in touch because the first thing in the morning, what you take upon yourself, has an incredible effect the rest of the day. Nachman is saying over here, first thing in the morning you should do, tell yourself there's another world. There's another world. This is not the only world. one day will expire. We are traveling through this world. It will have an incredible effect on a person. The chiddish, I, I, I tell people, the chiddish that it works is unhappiness because there is in us something who doesn't want to be happy. I've said this often, and I, 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 I'll elaborate about this, about happiness. I explained the Shabbos in Shul, that the man was an incredible thing. If you only ate man, you didn't have to use the facilities. The Gemara says the man was no silus, nothing uh, had to be spit out, waste. That means it was absorbed in your body. You didn't have to use the bathroom. The Gemara the, the says even more. If you ate the, uh, the man, your body did not disintegrate. You all the mesa midbar. Worms did not eat them up because they ate the man. The man had an incredible physical effect. The Zoya says that the man had such an effect on the person's mind. It was such a good food sort of. The mind was open to hear any knowledge. Sometimes we don't want to hear. Sometimes it's difficult to understand, to to appreciate the deep thought. The man was so powerful. It literally changed. So it has a physical change. A, a power, it had a, 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 a mental power. It was incredible. And so great was it that they, when we were buried, you didn't disintegrate. And one of them says in the medrash that your body did not give any bad, only, only good odor. That means you didn't have to use perfume to say what the medrash says. Because the, 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 the man gave such a sweet odor to the body that it didn't have to use. So it had incredible effect. But one thing I tell people, the mom didn't affect them. Not to quetch, they still quetched. They were still unhappy, and complained, and quetched. And even though the mom was so powerful, the a of unhappiness, and be, you know, critical, and scream, and complain. But this week's basha, they needed food. They could have said to the Rebbeinu Moshe you know, we're really hungry. You know, can you ask Hashem, plead for us, we should have food. You know, we do the same thing. We're guilty of it. We come, we men come home, and the supper, dinner's not ready. Why is dinner not ready? It is so late. Instead of, you know, calling your wife up maybe 20 minutes and saying, you know, I'm really hungry. I would appreciate if you have food when I get home. Or a, a three-year-old, a four-year-old. Tell, Mom, I'm hungry. Can you please give me dinner? That would be history made, if one of our children made. <laughs> that would be a Wow. Your great grandchildren will you know. You know what your great-great-grandmother did? Which was that's unheard of. Because we are incredible quetches. We love to quetch. Lo- the unhappiness has its own motor. We have to like work on it, not to, to push it away to be happy. But it's interesting, the Noinimalch says that the zgula of when you wake up, whatever you think, that even happiness will have an effect. I watched it by myself. That you just tell yourself in the morning you wake up, I'm going to be happy today with Hashem. Or Reb Nachman says, just say to yourself, there's another world. This is not the only world. You'll see your whole day will be focused differently. You see, it It changes the way you look at things the more you realize it's temporarily. It's always that way. You can know, I have a couple moved into the, into the his parents' home. He lost his job and then, whole story. But he's coping because he knows he's got a job now and just uh, earning a little bit more money and he's gonna move, uh, just a uh, rent he told me, moving to the valley, it's a little cheaper. The point is, you know it's temporarily, you can tolerate it. Life becomes so much easier. We you know this, there's a famous medrash, where Shloim Melech said "Gamze Yaver." I'm sure you heard this. This will, this will also pass if King Solomon had a ring that said on it Gamze Yahweh he needed it, how much more do we need it? Just to tell yourself this too will pass one day, you know, the more you look at it the easier things get. So <clears throat> this is what the, 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 the Nachman is saying over here, so the first thing in the morning try try it out, you could try it out anything you want, try out if you want to change a habit I've told this to people First thing in the morning, think about it. I, let's say it's and Har. I don't want to speak Loshen If I'm unhappy, I'm gonna, gonna be happy today. Anything. Gonna, I'll be positive. I won't be critical. You know, it has enormous effect. Then he says. <clears throat> then he says a very deep thing, and I want to explain this. You know, every person in this world has different experiences. The Rabbani Shalom sends you, he made a special custom-made script for you. It's not like, you know, we're a bunch of humans and we just experience the same. No. Every father, every mother, every child, every person, where you were born, who your parents were, who you married, and and who your children are and what you experience. Every day, the Reboni Shalom sends down things for you. This is for you special made. Imagine you have a, 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 a restaurant, custom made food for you. It's custom made what should happen to you. Not only what happens to you, the things that you hear and even the thoughts that go through your mind. Every person has different thought process. Every person I, thinks differently. What you heard, what you witness it's for every person, there's a reason why you had to be there at that moment or that wedding or that uh, tragedy. There's a reason for everything. And the, everything is, one thing, is to get us closer to Hashem. That means everything in the world, we could learn from everything how to get close to Hashem, but every experience is also how to get close to Hashem. I mean, um. <clears throat> For instance, let's say a person got lost on the road. You got lost, you know, with the GPS. I got lost with the GPS. You know, made a wrong turn. You can get lost. So, if it, 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 this is a reason why that happened to you. why This may be a sign that maybe you're lost in your thoughts. Maybe you're going off road in Yiddishkeit. Maybe you're not doing perfect. That means you have to think I mean, what is Hashem hinting to me? Now, you can't drive yourself nuts. There are people who literally, you know, you know, what does this mean? I mean, you have to try to think. It doesn't, you can't figure out, just move on. But everything that happens is a reason. You know, uh, so, you know, uh, someone told me recently that he has been seeing, every time there's a rain, he walks out for the last few weeks, he would see a rainbow. He was very frightened. The mother says, the rainbow. is shouldn't look at but you know, we, I knew there's rainbows, but I didn't go looking for it. You know, it's obvious when so to rain. there, But he, he said he saw. Said to the person that you know. He asked me, "What does it mean?" I said, "It means maybe it's sneers. Maybe you should uh, encourage you know your wife and your children." I, I don't. I don't know him personally. I says, but that represents Pritzes and Bab the, the biggest chat was. Uh, permiscuity. I'm not accusing Chazusho. I said, you know, Rabbah, it is very true. I could uh, encourage my wife and children. Moetznius, he told me. I mean, there must be why he had to see it. You know, many of us arranged didn't see it. So sometimes we know. Sometimes you don't know. Don't don't you know? Go. you don't know. We don't know. But if you do know, you pay attention. Why is it happening? Why is Sometimes you notice you're, doing, you're going to your car, you can't start your car. Something is telling you, don't do what you're doing. Think twice. Sometimes it means nothing. Sometimes you want to go to Davon and learn. You know, it means, it says don't go. Sometimes, am I doing the right thing right now? Maybe it's a sign from Hashem, don't go there, or don't do that. But every person, is, Hashem continuously sends messages because, you know, all Hashem wants from us, try to picture yourself, He wants us to be close to Him. Try to imagine a mother. All the mother really wants is the children to be close to them. That's her, uh, you know, when a child gets distant from a mother, it's incredibly painful. You know, I once tried to make shalom between a mother and a son many years ago. <clears throat> And the, when I, they were sitting together, and they had a big dispute about money. It was a whole story. The son didn't even think the mother wanted to be close to it. And the mother said to me, there's not a day, not a, not a day that I don't cry that this happened to us. The same marshal is with Hashem. Hashem wants so badly to be close to you. He doesn't give up on us. So we give up on ourselves. He doesn't give up. And he wants, and he sends continuously messages in different ways in what happens to you and the things that you hear and your thoughts, come back home, connect to me. And every person on a different level. And every, so that's why every person will experience even unfortunate things that happen to a person. I mean every, every person's life has pain. Doesn't, you know, life without pain doesn't exist but it's custom made by you, this person, have to feel this type of a pain. Certain people have to pain, physical pain, certain people have emotional pain, some people have humiliation, certain people have uh, uh, business is not going well or other things are not going Every person, the Bona Shem has exactly, for you, custom made. And we have to continuously, in these small things, big things, thinking, you know, what can I learn from this? How can I get back to Hashem on the track? Now this, this happens to be not only happens to be in things that happen to people in life that very often you see in the writers of the tshuvas they write halacha. When interesting things happen they say it must have happened that I must write about this halacha. Or let me tell you an interesting story. There was a, one of the first uh, from the early rabbis and uh, the, the one of the original rabbis I think it was and he had a tzvah who should take over and there was a dispute after he died does did the tzvah mean this, did the, you know the will it wasn't clear some say he meant clearly this son should take over not another son that had this dispute so there was a great 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 place called the Marsham, and his generation was from the greatest and he worked very hard to prove it from the gemara where we could find this halacha and one of his letters he writes, I'm convinced that I have to do this. I had to work so hard to find a place in the Torah. It came to me, even though for generations you looked to anyone to write about it didn't find, it it came to me, it is my responsibility to write about it, to explain it, and to elaborate about it. Every person in their life, they have their experience, maybe you experienced it, you should try to help others. Whatever the experience you had." It's you. You experienced it. You grew from it. You know how to handle it. How can I help another person? It could be great things. It could be small things. And it could be painful things. It could be you know good things. We are here to share things and to teach others. Now he explains in the the bottom of the page. this goes into a, that's very important. I've seen people, and people have spoken to me about this, because this concept is brought down a lot of Chesidish for me, even the Litvish is from, but you have to be careful. You cannot drive yourself nuts. You can't go around saying, well, I was stuck in traffic, and what does that mean for me now? All nervous. What does it mean for me now? could be nothing. Okay. Well, if you drive five o'clock, there's traffic. Nobody expect. You know what I mean? And and if you, and and if it's something abnormal, I once saw a huge accident in front of me. A crane toppled over. I was on the freeway, and a few hundred yards, and we made a short stop. No one was hurt, but one car just hit the wall. I remember, this goes back many years, about 12 years ago, I remember if I was thinking, what did I? Sh-? I never figured it out. I never, what did I share? I was going to my nephew's wedding. Not doing anything wrong. I was driving my mother, my parents, my parents were alive, and I was driving them to my nephew's wedding. And I was trying. And sometimes you'll never know. I still don't know why it happened a few hundred yards or so now a crane just has to collide, you know what I mean? And... Uh, Usually I am I am I'm, I'm a time person. I try to figure out all different ways. But the truth is, maybe maybe I'm sure it had something deep. I'm sure there was something I just couldn't figure it out. I mean, it it it, it taught me not to be anxious. I remember sitting there, and uh, I happened to be lucky. My father was a very calm person, extremely calm person but uh, I remember sitting there you know, talking, and, you know, maybe maybe just to talk. My parents were just waiting and waiting. I don't know. But some I'm, tr- the, I'm trying to bring out is sometimes we'll never know. Sometimes it's clear. Sometimes it's very not clear. We've got to do our best. I, was, I remember thinking about it for weeks. So what did this mean? Until today's day, I don't know exactly, to put my finger, you to, uh, what exactly he meant. Some, but the point is, you can't drive yourself nuts, but try to tell yourself every day things happen to you, there's a reason for it. There's a reason why you are in this situation, who you met, who's your neighbor, who's your friends, and you know what did you hear, how can I get closer to Hashem, how can I be a better husband or better wife, a better mother, a better father, even those things. You know, sometimes you know, a, a, a guy told me, and a very interesting, profound thing a guy once told me, a young man recently tells me, his son, 5-year-old son gets into his shoes, you know, puts on the daddy's shoes and turns to his sister, you better go to bed now. His dad taught me more than my wife nagged me. That I'm too strict with the children. I watch my 5-year-old imitate me. That just, you know. So his wife you tell him you know, the children are young. Don't be so, you know. You know, she tried to tell him, be calm. You know, the, the, the five-year-old, He saw his five-year-old talking to his sister. I says sometimes Hashem communicates this way. You're very lucky. Sometimes Hashem, instead of your, your wife telling you or a friend telling you, you, probably you never would have heard it, even if a friend would have told him. He saw his own child get into the shoes acting this way. Wow, you got hit, hit home. Some, that's sometimes how the Rebbein sends us messages. But there are messages we miss. Because the Rebbein wants us all the time to get close to Him. It's very important. Hashem wants us to be close to Him. It's like a mom who's waiting. When, when is my child going to call me? I say this over often. A lady many years ago told me, I wish my son had so I'll have a headache. My mom says, What? He says, the only time he calls me when he's got a problem. So let him have a headache and call me. He doesn't have five minutes to call me from Israel. I mean, he can't say good Shabbos to me. So since then, I says, maybe you have a headache today because you didn't call Hashem. He's waiting for your phone call. He wants you to daven. He wants to hear your voice. But the truth is, every person in their situation has things that to remind them. see in, in page 460 he says in, in, in the small letters a very interesting thing from the Tov, it said you know Tov said now uh, that if a person sees someone do aveda just there's a hint to us somehow that either we want to do the Veda, we're guilty about it some some something you now this is a famous question because we live in la and there are plenty of people who don't keep Shabbos. Every time I see a guy driving the car doesn't keep Shabbos, I, I, you know, I was not keeping Shabbos. I don't think so. I think, you know, you live between, not, not from people, it's gonna be obvious this way. But sometimes, you see something happen, it, there's a reason why you have to see it. You know, like, many years ago, someone fired me a lady, that she was very annoyed that she picked up, a, you know, terrible story how a lady was unfortunately fooling around, bothered her more that she picked her up. I don't know what to, how to explain it to her, but I said, sometimes it's a message for us. That means if you saw such a thing, it's a message to us, maybe you should work on your Shalom Things happen like this, people don't work on the Shalom Anything. You know, as a rabbi, I get nervous because I hear lots of things. And I always tell myself, well, what is that all about for me? But, uh, and I, my, I'm usually when I see, I see nothing I found about myself, obviously to help others. And what I hear, whatever I hear, and people tell me, and when I say, well, this is somehow I have to help others with this situation. There's that lady telling me a story. Since then, I always watch. I I continuously encourage young people. Tell young people, make sure your Sean Baez is a Lexus. Or a a Bentley. Why should your Sean Baez be a Bentley? Because you have a great Sean Baez. No one goes astray. We are tested today. And if you don't have a great shalom bias and, you, you know, you your husband feels that he cannot come home and be by himself and act by himself, then people go different directions. And you hear, we all know stories where couples just, it happened because there was no great shalom bias But the greater you work on your shalom bias the better you make a connection to your husband and wife, the more harmony you have, the calm you have, and the chances of going astray is Gets down to a very small percent, very tiny percent. The reason I say it, because sometimes I hear such stories and I tell myself, probably I have to teach this to others. And somehow, we, you know, we have, because what we hear, what we see, what we experience is a reason for. Why was it you that you so experienced? You know, you could have two people working in an office, one person will pick up what's going on, the other person is so out of it, just busy with their work. You know, there must be a reason why you picked up the thing. What is it, what is it hinting to you? What is, the, is this in for you? Because nothing happens to uh, any of us by chance. There's a reason why this is happening to you. This is very, very important. You know why this is so important? If you could, if a person could take this into themselves, know that you are unique in your way. You're special in your way. unique in your way. Your experiences are special. What you're going to experience in life is only made for you. Custom made. Like I tell this to everyone. You know, I, I said this to the last time to my, my daughter-in-law, my new daughter-in-law. And I said to her, she had the baby. And I said to her, you know, such a child was never born yet and never will be. She says, "What do you mean?" I says, "No one ever looked like your chayala. No one ever will look like your chayala. Can you imagine? Never existed. Never will. Every person is unique of unique. This child have experience in life that no one had the same life. Can't find duplicates to say, you know, this experience. Not never, 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 never the same." The Rizal says that no two days is the same, no two davenings is the same, there's no two leaves exactly the same. We do know that every person has a, a separate DNA. It's, I, I, someone told me recently in the news that he said the chances of, they already figured out so high, the chances of DNA so different that one in six quadrillion is the chance of another person to have the same DNA. One day they'll figure out it's unique, unique. We are so unique, we are, in every way. And, our, and Hashem made us this way. So a person has to tell himself, you know, often we think, we, one of the big Yetzirah, we always think, is my other person out there has a better life. You know, yeah, you don't, that's the first Yitzhahara is is to peek out and look what others are doing. You have no idea what others are doing, no idea. And the other person thinks about you, and they really have it good. I, You know, if you could hear their thoughts and your thoughts, you'd be shocked. They think you have a great... I, I I always say over this story, one of my daughters, best friend, happened to be a very, very close friend, and uh, she was an only daughter, and my daughter's one of six, can I know? So she used to be jealous always of her, she's her only daughter, she doesn't, uh, her mother spoils her, and have a bunch of boys. And So I told her, I used to tell her as a teenager, I'm telling you, your friend thinks about you the same. No, Abba, no, no. Years later, they're both married, and they went out together in New York, they met, and they went out for lunch, and my, I don't know who brought up the conversation, And in the restaurant, they speak about this, and she asks. He says, "You know, I was always jealous of you. You had so many sisters." My daughter burst out laughing. My father used to tell me this all the time. It's 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 common human thing that you always think about the other person must have it better. Everyone, if you could just say, "I am not thinking about anyone. I this is me." And the truth is you never know. You never know what the other person has. You never, never know what you see is so misleading anyways. But let's say it's 100% true. It doesn't make a difference. This is me. This is my wife. This is my children. This is my job. And this is my challenge. I'll embrace it and not be busy watching other people. See, when you think about that you have a road, you know, you think you have a road to travel in this world. One day you will expire. You're not busy thinking about everyone on the road. This is, you know, this, this RV is just temporarily, you know, we're temporarily using this RV, I, you know, there's a big deal, it's just... Uh, uh, you don't get caught up, because that is a huge Yetzirah about people, to watch others. The people who, are, who live this way, someone told me it's called vicariously, they live always watching others, and you're not enjoying your own life. It's Your life is your music. This is yours and yours. Any questions? Now, this is this Torah is very, very, very important. So, uh, just to sum things up, uh, the best thing what, what Rambam says in this tayde is to do things. Try to remember every day. There's another world. We're only here temporarily. First of all, there's a Shemayim, and there's also not to forget that you're not living forever. I always tell people, we have an expiration date on us. It's hidden. I wish to find out where it is. Shem promises he doesn't tell anyone when we expire. But we all, one day, will expire. If you focus life this way, you are much more focused What what's really good, what's really important. You know what? What? what uh, you know what is what's really, really important? Is important to, to have a big house, important to have a good relationship, is important to mitzvahs, to important to get along with people. You focus much differently, knowing you know the end is an end, and always tell yourself whatever happens to you, there's a reason for it. Try to learn something from it. What? What? Why this is happening to you? How can I get back into track? Okay. No, oh, this world is important. You gotta eat, you gotta sleep. That's the only way we get in the next world. No, 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 no. The other world is no mitzvahs. This world is a we do mitzvahs. So that's why this world. No, no, no. Kashmis, we're talking about Kashmiyot. Problems, headaches, yeah. you, if you know it's gonna, it's not yeah. for always, it's much easier to tolerate. Ooh. But yeah. mitzvahs you gotta do now, every day you gotta do your mitzvahs. Person has a toothache, but you know, it's gonna be, I'm going to have a dentist appointment tomorrow, I can tolerate it. The guy will tell you he has a dentist appointment in three weeks, how can I tolerate it? To five minutes of the toothache. Problems, if you know there's an end to it, it's much more tolerable. Yes, but mitzvahs—you got a chapanah. You know what chapanah means—to catch whatever you can.